everybody my name is the Colorado kid I am a twitch streamer I like fitness and nutrition and video games and many other things and today I want to talk about my big vision so a couple podcasts ago I talked about what's your why why do you do the things you do and my big why is I want to build a city now I know that sounds crazy but I want to build a city that produces more food than it consumes and more electricity than it consumes. Now, in order to build a city, first we have to have a problem, right? Well, look at the problem of our cities today. We literally spend billions of dollars rebuilding the same cities over and over again, expecting a different result. We're continually having to destroy buildings and rebuild them. We're continually having to tear up roads and rebuild new ones and maintain those roads, filling in potholes and the cracks and the maintenance. And not only that, but we look at the food, the monoculture food system that we are using to produce food now is outdated. It's no longer producing the amount of food that we need, and it's pumping so much water out of our uh, groundwater system that we are depleting the Ogallala water for So we have these issues. Cities are energy inefficient, we're continually dumping billions of dollars into it, and we're not producing enough food as we should be, and it's a very scary situation, I believe. So a long time ago, back in like 2011, I started studying uh, how to live self-sufficiently, how to build out of natural materials, and I started studying all these different topics, and they were just that, they were different separate topics, learning about permaculture, new ways of growing food, um, square foot gardening, cob house building, tire house building, uh, energy efficiency, renewable energy. And I looked at all these and I was like, we could put all of these different pieces together. And I kind of just connected the dots. So this is my vision for the city. So First, it starts on the individual buildings itself, whether it's a downtown building that's a couple stories tall or a single family home. So if we orient these buildings, first of all, to face uh, true south, it reduces the heating cost in the wintertime because you use passive solar heating. Building the buildings out of a cob, which is clay, sand, and straw. If you've never seen a cob house, look them up. They are beautiful homes. The walls are 18 to 24 inches thick, highly insulative. And a couple, a scientific couple, built their own cob house and studied it after living in it for years. And they found that when it's too dry in the house, the walls actually breathe in moisture into the air and when it's too moist the walls absorb that moisture so it actually keeps a healthy humidity in the home (coughs) so (coughs) excuse me building out of cob keeps it highly insulative and it's a healthy environment to live in no vocs no toxic chemicals it's a great material passive solar heating heats it in the winter time keeping it warm most of the time, and it keeps cool in the summertime. So this reduces the amount of energy consumption by 70% because most of your energy that you spend on your electric bill goes to heating in the winter and air conditioning in the summer. If we could eliminate the two biggest 
energy inefficiencies and energy consum consumption in the home, that's a huge step. The next thing is in our cities, we have too many lawns and open spaces where we're not growing any food. So if we have a city where in every front yard and backyard has a square foot garden as well as vertical gardening. Now to give you background on square foot gardening, Mel Bartholomew developed this method back in the 80s. The soil is one third peat moss, one third vermiculite, and one third high quality mixed compost. And he builds them in four foot by four foot by six inch deep uh, gardening beds. And once you build the bed, the only thing you need to do for reinvestment is add compost to it because the vermiculite and peat moss will stay there forever. You can grow 100% of the amount of the food in 80% less space, 80% less water, and 98% less labor. So it grows massive amounts of food <clears throat> with massive amounts of less water, <laughs> and it takes a hell of a lot less work to do it physically for an individual person. Not only that, but if we combine permaculture techniques that people have used in food forests, using fruit trees, bushes, and other beneficial plants, it reduces the amount of disease, reduces your risk of disease, and reduces the amount of pests that come in because it creates an ecosystem that supports itself. So by combining the, these different properties of building out of cob, passive solar heating, um, square foot gardening, vertical gardening, permaculture techniques just on one plot of land for one single family home with solar panels on the house, we could actually produce more food on that piece of property than, <clears throat> than the family consumes and it will produce more electricity than they consume because their energy costs are cut so dramatically. So we expand this to the neighborhood, expand this to a city side. So what do we need to do to be more efficient as a city? One is the grid system is old. It was good for its time, but it's old because it's just driving from one side of the city to the other, it makes it inefficient. So if we go in a circular pattern with right in the middle of the city is a park, Surrounding that is the downtown area where you have like your commercial district, your restaurants, uh, bars, nightclubs, bakeries, uh, butcher shops, etc. All these other different businesses surrounding the circle and then going out in concentric circles, it gets to be into your neighborhoods. And so if say you live on the southern most part, like say around the four o'clock area if you're looking at a, a clock if you're in the four o'clock area and you need to get over to the 10 o'clock area it'd be so easy to go just a couple blocks over and it, the road layout would be in a plus shape and an x shape with circles intersecting the pluses and the x's so you go over and you could just go up the x straight across to the other side of town or if you wanted to go around the town, you could just simply go in a big circle. Now, building this at scale on a big city, 
Obviously, this city would not keep growing because the concentric circles would get too big. Instead, what you would do is build a smaller version of that city on the outside of the farthest outer circle, and then you build rounder city, the same round city around that circle, and that's how you could actually grow this with suburbs. It would just take meticulous planning and disciplinary planning in order to do that. So when I see this in my head, I see this city without any vehicles, gas-operated vehicles whatsoever in the city. What you would have instead is a public transport system that <clears throat> on the plus and the X, you would have a main electrical um, tramway system that would shuttle people north and south, east to west, and another shuttle system on two to three of the concentric circles going around. So you'd be able to go north and south, east and west, and in a circle. Not only that, but the tram system would be highly efficient in that manner. But also what would be more efficient is people wouldn't need to own their own vehicles. Instead, what they would do is it'd be like Uber. You would just open an app, say, I need a vehicle to go from, pick me up at my house and take me to my work, which is at this location. And so you would leave your house and a self-driving pod would come up, you'd get in it, and it'd take you to work. And that would be a form of public transportation. These pods would be available for everybody in the city. So not just the uh, real estate, like the residential areas, not only would they be self-sufficient, but each individual building would essentially be off-grid and self-sufficient. So any commercial building built downtown, whether it's a bakery, and a bar and like apartments above them, they would all be situated to where all their windows are facing south, taking advantage of passive solar heating, but it'd be growing food on the roof with solar panels on the roof, as well as vertical guarding up the walls. And <clears throat> there'd be no parking lots. So with no parking lots, we have more open spaces for uh, growing more food. So essentially, if you could envision the circular city with a park in the middle where everybody can get together and kind of like Central Park, but it'd literally be in the center of the city, a small downtown area surrounding that circular park with the neighborhoods outside of that. And a plus and an X roadways with circular roadways going around. I just think that this would make things highly efficient. We could engineer the roads to be uh, less maintenance, water catchment systems everywhere. Each house would have a water catchment system. The streets would have their own water catchment system so that if there's heavy waters, instead of just the water running down into the gutter and then off to the water treatment plant, it would actually be caught and used as a gray water system to water the square foot gardens in the front and uh, front yards, backyards of homes as well as the food that's growing in the public parks as well. So that helps with water efficiency, energy efficiency, food efficiency. Essentially, it's not just building a city, it's building a farm, building a power plant, and increasing the quality of life for every citizen that lives in that city. Now, a lot of you are asking, well, 
geez, that's a huge undertaking. How do you build an entire city? Well, you don't. You start out by building a small town. Build a small town that has a population of 500 people. That would be what the city would look like just on a smaller scale with a very small park, five or six buildings surrounding that park. That would be your post office, town hall, uh, fire department, and a couple of small businesses that would service the community. And so once you prove the concept on the small side, and not only that, but building this town would cost less probably more than 50% less than what your typical town would cost today because the materials are cheaper and in the long run, the city will actually pay for itself. So say you invest $5 million. This isn't an exact number, but say you invest $5 million to build this small town. This small town after five years will produce more food and more electricity than it consumes making the town money. So essentially, because the town, or let's scale it up to the city, because it's consuming less food and less electricity than it's actually, since it's producing more than it's actually consuming, taxes could potentially be eliminated. You wouldn't need income tax or residential tax, property owning tax, because the profit that's being made by the city off of excess food and excess, excess electricity would pay for the public transportation and it would pay for maintenance and upkeep of the infrastructure. So imagine not being in debt to your eyeballs. No more car payment, no more house payment. The homes would be super cheap to buy. They'd be super cheap to maintain. Utilities would be extremely cheap. So instead of having to work 50, 60 hours a week to pay all your bills, you'd only need to work about 20 to 30. Giving you a higher quality of life. You're eating healthy, you have a healthy environment that you live in, and you're not under as much stress and pressure to pay everything. There's a lot more that goes into it. I really love this idea and this concept of combining everything together and you could really, if anybody's ever been to Santa Barbara, California, you could build buildings like that out of Cobb and look just like those buildings. They're absolutely, State Street is gorgeous, it's beautiful, so many whitewashed walls and adobe houses everywhere, but they're not Cobb houses, they're adobe, which there is a difference. Cobb is cured and then built in bricks. Cobb you you build straight out of the cob mixture it's uh quite a re it's not even a revolutionary technology because there is a 700 year old building in yemen that is seven stories tall that is built out of nothing but cob and people still live in it and that's in yemen super hot there it gets up to 120 degrees and it is a cool 70 degrees inside the building all year round <clears throat> So that is my big vision to combine cob building, square foot gardening, vertical gardening, permaculture, renewable energy, all into a self-sustaining city.
I, a lot of people can't even contemplate that. Can you imagine Los Angeles producing more food than it consumes? Or more electricity than it consumes? Can you imagine a city like that? A city of just a million people that is self-sufficient, that they are actually exporting food out of their city. They're exporting electricity out of their city. That is my big vision. And I believe it could happen. Not only do I believe that it could happen, I believe it has to happen. This needs to happen. We need to stop doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's what we've been doing for decades in the farming industry. That's what we've been doing in our cities in civil engineering. This is what we have been doing over and over again. We have become an insane society. And America, I don't think, wants to acknowledge that fact that we have become insane in these areas because the media doesn't talk about it. That's a different subject. But no, hardly anybody knows that the Ogallala Waterford is, has dropped significantly in just the past 10 years. In just the past 10 years, it's dropped more than it did in the last 100 years before that. So from 19... 07 to 2007 we have used just as much water in the past 10 years than we did in those 100 years and the Ogallala Waterford in the Midwest supplies water to pretty much all our farms and we're sucking it dry growing corn and other gen genetically modified crop and we're drying it up not only that but monoculture farming we are dumping so much into the soil, so much nitrates and pesticides that we are destroying the quality of the soil that we grow our food in. And when you destroy the quality of the soil that we grow our food in, the food no longer has nutritional value. Our food today has one-fifth the uh, nutritional value that food did 60 years ago. The nutritional value has dropped significantly and that's dangerous because you are what you eat. If you eat food that has no nutritional value, your body will not be healthy. That is why our cancer rates are spiking. That is why people in their older age today, yeah, the medical field has gotten really good. But more people have cancer today than they did 40 years ago. More. It's a scary time that we live in. The food shortage may come. I don't know. It's not a definitive thing because the bee population is starting to grow back again. However, if we continue down the path that we are going down with our monocultural, mono, cult, <laughs> excuse me, the monoculture farming that we've been doing is going to destroy all of humanity. If we keep going down this path for the next 20, 30 years, we will run out of food. We will, it'll be another great dust bowl like we had back in uh, the early 1900s. We won't be able to grow food. We won't be able to feed ourselves because we're not growing sustainably. We need to grow food sustainably in an ecosystem that supports itself with minimal human intervention. Period. Dumping all these pesticides, genetically modifying food is not the answer. Growing sustainably on a permaculture basis 
in the communities that we live in or building a new community in order to support that <laughs> is what we have to do. And I think we could build this city on a cost-effective basis and have it be profitable within the first five years of that city being built. So if you're listening to this and you're in real estate or you're really rich and you want to invest in something, talk to me, comment, I'll see it, and let's talk because that's why I'm doing what I'm doing in podcasting, content creation, is to make money in order to build a small town. That's why I do what I do. That's my why. Because I do not want corrupt money building this city for the pure sake of making money. Because then the city will be destroyed. That's not what I want. I want an investor like Gary Vee. And Gary Vee, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. I appreciate you and all that you do. <laughs> this is true legacy. You know, I'll talk to Gary Vee directly right now. I know you may not listen to this and you probably never will. But... You talk about legacy, Gary. This is a legacy that could stand for centuries, that could literally change the entire world and the way we live in this world. If this city works and it's scaled up and it's cost-effective to build, not only will we build one city, we'll build many cities that will be unique to each area and that will increase quality of life for the people who live in it producing more food and more electricity than it consumes. That's a legacy that I want to build. And I want as many people a part of this as possible. And I know Gary Vee don't give a fuck about money. He doesn't make decisions based on money. He makes them based on the long-term, the macro, and legacy. And I like that. Those are the kind of people I want involved in this project. They don't care about the money. Yeah, the money will be there, but they don't care about the money. They care that this will help millions, if not billions, people all across the world. So that's what I wanted to say today on today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any ideas, thoughts, questions, feel free to drop them. Hit me up. I'm on Twitter at the Colorado Kid One. I'm on Instagram at the Colorado Kid, Facebook.com forward slash the Colorado Kid. I am the Colorado Kid everywhere. I have Reddit. Um, so if you want to hit me up, send me a message, send me a DM. I'm always open for conversation. Let me know. Thank you guys so very much for listening to this. I hope uh, this put a vision in your head, <laughs> a little, little imagination, and I hope I described everything the way. I wanted to uh, describe it so that way you could understand how this can be built, what it would look like. I'm really excited about it, <clears throat> and I really want this to happen. So I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep podcasting. I'm going to keep putting my ideas out there, my thoughts, my insights. So feel free to follow if you liked what you heard today. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I am the Colorado Kid. You have a wonderful day. Peace.